0: You're listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Cole, with me, Steve Sidwell, and of course, Joe Cole. Joining us today is uh, one of the most prolific strikers of his generation. With a total of 214 top flight goals, he is ranked 17th in the list of English top division's greatest ever goal scorers. And that is going back to when records began in 1888. Yes, have done our homework. Um he's a fans favourite of the terraces and every club that he's been at, and he's also a fans favourite of this podcast. Ladies and gents, it's TC himself, Top Cat Tony Cotty. How are you doing, Siddy? Joe? Alright, All right. TC, how are you? You like
1: that bit of his generation, which <laughs> <laughs> means obviously I'm uh, slightly older than you, so but <laughs> Listen, I like that. But you, that's could, you, got your stats right. you could still but, do you you got it got your now, stats mate. right, Ciddy. That's right. Pro- prolific. I like about it,
0: yeah. Um look, before we before we get into it, quick mention, health-wise.
1: You had a bit of a scare than you a couple of years back, but all yeah. good now. Uh, I'm good, mate. Yeah, like about three years ago, yeah. I had a small bleed on the brain, and this, uh, I don't know, stressed out, worried about things. Just, just natural thing. Um, the good news is the, the the surgeon and the doctor just said, "Look, it's nothing to worry about. Hopefully, it's a one off." So, brilliant. Really? I've had nothing since, you yeah. know. But it's uh, it's, scary, it's worrying, but it's come out it's... of
0: nowhere. And yeah, we see other at the golf day, didn't we? Yeah. And, and even um, you do it with Tony Gale, and he said yeah. that because you, you're quite personal. You didn't, no one really knew, and yeah. he, to, he let the cat out of the bag to say, yeah. you know, you've been going. through. something like Gale, isn't it? Uh.
1: <laughs> 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 no, it was just it, I, no. Listen, some people something happens they're straight on Twitter, and that's not me. Yeah. it's just I deal with what I had to deal with, and that you know I had good family, good friends around me, and ended up I had sort of you know. Four days in hospital and yeah. in another t- couple of months recuperating. But as I say, I'm all right now. so Good. For good. good. Well, we
0: owe uh, Phil Thompson a pint because I think we do. Tomo
1: that... was the one who uh who done it for me. Yeah. You know, say so you know, bearing in mind Everton, Liverpool, and all that. Oh, other right. But no, he was uh, he actually paid for the doctor to come and see me Amazing. from Harley Street, which yeah. was like you know because you imagine you you, you, you yeah. can't even get an appointment now, let alone go to see the doctor or right. yeah. get someone to come to you. Yeah, so yeah. I owe Tomo a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: good. Good. Right, let's go back to the West Ham days because you, like Joe, um, broke into the first team at 17 years old, scored on your debut against Spurs... Uh, I did yeah what was I mean talk us well, through that doesn't get better than that and win 3-0 play.
1: and win 3-0 really yeah so
0: uh, t- t- talk us to the build up to that game
1: and that sort of season in general did you know you was going to start that game did you know you was close to a start or? no 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 I, I mean I I left score at 15 straight on the youth team banged in loads of I think I got 55 goals or something like that in my first season as a youth team player yeah playing in the reserves and then you had the likes of Frank Lampard senior, Trevor Brookin coming back from injury so as a yeah. as a 16 year old playing at Upton Park you know I know we've just had all the behind the closed doors but that was sort of the original one you play at Upton Park no fans yeah, in the reserves yeah. what an experience that was in my first season and then I played for England youth in the September I'd literally turned 17 in the July uh, England youth so I knew I was doing all right and still playing youth team reserves and that but I just at no stage was I in the squad and then we got to the Christmas, obviously, busy Christmas period. Um, and then I turned up on what was New Year's Eve uh, to train with the youth team on like Friday morning. And, um, and John Lowell said, oh, well, I'm sending you home. I went, oh, what have I done? What have I done something wrong? He went, no. He said, you're in the first team squad for tomorrow. He said, go home, come back at half past five, train New Year's Eve, which we did. Um, I hadn't, I'd, I'd trained with the first, but not in the squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Went to the old Epping Post House, not there anymore, stayed overnight. I still got no idea. Um, I knew Paul Goddard was injured, who was a really good player. But there was a, um, a lad who'd played every reserve game called Nicky Morgan. Who, so for me, Nicky was 21 and I'm 17, so Nicky's yeah. got to play in front yeah, of me. Yeah. And then get to the ground, I passed one, still got no idea. And then John, John Lowell called me in, sat me down. He said, do you want to play for West Ham today? And i went, what do you mean? Of course I do. Oh, yeah, so and that wow. was it. And so I had my it... mum, dad, uh, girlfriend, brother, sister, nans. It was just brilliant for me, you know. So no inkling you were starting no. the game. No, which was you good. Do yeah. you think you did it on purpose? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if he'd have yeah, told yeah. me after training on um, the night before, I'd have, I wouldn't have, I would not i would have slept mm. because he knew it was my club. As in, you know, I supported yeah. West Ham. I weren't just uh, you know playing for West Ham, I, mean, I was a fan that was going to go and perform yeah. and against Spurs as well. It was it was our biggest game of the season in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't have slept so he'd done the right thing. you know. I mean obviously yeah. you have two choices but telling me at half one was the best thing.
0: Yeah. We've had West Ham, former West Ham players on Marlon Harewood, Bobby Zamora, yep. Anton Ferdinand and they all said and Joe you mentioned it as well in saying that the older pros looked after the youngsters when they come in. Did you find that going back? I mean they said that they'd done it when youngsters yeah. stepped up. Did you find it as well? Because
1: I mean that was a A tough school dressing room. Yeah, of course But you had to earn the respect as well, Mm. he. You know, you you had to earn the respect in your performances. Mm. And then, of course, you then, because it was the youth team dressing room, and then across the the other side of the room was the first team dressing room. And the Mm. only way you could get in there was to do the performances on the field of play. Mm. And, of course, once you then got the shout to go in there, you're sort of so nervous. And, I mean, there was like Trevor Brockin, Frank Lampard, Billy Bonds, Phil Parks, Alan Devonshire, Alvin, you know, Legendary names that have played five, six hundred games for West Ham, and there's me, like as a youngster. So it was, um, yeah, it was an interesting dressing room. But you know, I felt that I got the respect because of what I'd sort of done in terms of my performances. But you know, it's all right scoring on your debut, but the challenge then is, as as you know, you've got to kick on then and you've got to stay on the team. And that was the challenge for me. Was
0: there anyone that you sort
1: of had to keep? Like, feel like you had to keep on impressing the tour? Did you, did it all just... Only, ask- only the manager, only yeah. only John, you know, John Lowe. I'd had Tony Carr, who, you yeah. know, Joe, and, you know, yeah. Tony was brilliant. So yeah. I had a youth team man a legendary youth team manager and a legendary manager. And, uh, you know, they was just brilliant with yeah. me. And in terms of the senior players, probably Alan Devonshire was probably the, the best one for me. Yeah. And he always used to say, ever you want to talk, come and see brilliant. me. It not matter what it's about. Come and see me, That's and nice. Dev was just the mm. most, he was the best player I played with. Yeah, like you know, fantastic. A lot of people player. say that who played with him, Brilliant. Like, and yeah. then, yeah,
2: didn't he? How many times did he, did
1: he play for England? Eight, and he played eight, eight, eight times he played eight eight for England, times, but he'd done his, his crucius. Um, like, yeah. done, well, I think there's four, I'm, I'm not an expert, I yeah. think there's four, and he done three of the four, yeah in 1984 which you imagine what the medical yeah, stuff yeah, was like yeah, yeah. and you know, West Ham sort of uh, surgeons didn't have the yeah, best yeah, reputation yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world so he was out for 18 months and then he came back for the boys of 86 season and he was still the best player yeah. and yeah, he'd yeah. been out for 18 months but Dev yeah. was an unbelievable player but it was, it was nice for me to have a player to go to uh, and then as I got older and then you get to the stage where you're sort of an older player and you try and do the same yeah. and you try and pull the kids mm. to one side mm. and you know if it was Joe like you just pull someone you know come on yeah, don't be nervous enjoy it yeah. you want to talk about anything you try and pass your experiences yeah. on and I think that happens a lot of West Ham still got Mark Noble doing it now so yeah. it does happen. Yeah. Do you know what it's, for people listening now and, and young footballers now
2: they won't be able to compute how tight Chad belief, when, when Tony's talking about the first team there and the youth team were there, that was, and there was like a canteen in the middle yeah. and an office and that was it. A little yeah.
1: boot room. But that's brilliant. I basic. know. Very that's, basic, but it, that's yeah. how I, that's,
2: you see it now yeah. in, in terms, terms of, of youth team down that end, first team down the end of the, end of the different building. Buildings. Different yeah. buildings yeah. at a lot of clubs now and different parts of the city. Yeah. And they've got this lovely thing, but that was the beauty of West, reason why I signed for West Ham and I could have got, I was like 13, 14. I, I was at West Ham and I was, I was having a look around to see what else. But I used to go in and Tony would be in the first team. Like I was miles away from it, like 13. Can we get out of the Johnny way, Joe. M-
1: Johnny, Get Joe, get it out of the way. <laughs> i don't know where this is going. Just <laughs> get it out of the way. I know what you're going
2: to say. Come on. Now they was brilliant. All, all of them. Johnny Monker, Bish. Yeah. Tony C- and I was a young kid, but I always, they were so personal. Everyone around the place, Tony Carr, yeah.
1: Jimmy Friff. Jimmy Hampson, and we knew there was a good young kid as yeah. well. You know, you had the, you get the rumours, and yeah. everyone as this young lad Joe Cole, you know, They wouldn't even yes. hear it
2: now, Tony, because nah. that's the way the way of it is. You have to actively leave where the first team was. I used to do it when I was playing because I was always interested in what was going on, like who the new young players were, because you know, love football. So even at Chelsea, which I think <laughs> the system's brilliant, but you had to go over and ask them, sit down, and, and then you find out. But Tony, and when, and even when I was in the first team you'd go in and you'd be mixing with them. You'd sit down, come here, how'd you get on at the weekend? Come and the lads will sit down and tell you how they got on, blah, blah, blah. Make, you know get them to make you a cup of tea blah, blah, blah,
1: whatever it is yeah. really. but it was so it was it's such, such a brilliant, a brilliant for the environment kids now, isn't it? I mean yeah. if you look at our challenge was to get from one side of the room to the other the challenge now is to get from mm. one training ground to the main training ground at yeah. yeah. so West Ham got Chappellee for the kids and then they got Rush Green for the for the first yeah. team yeah. Yeah. you're not even with the yeah. players unless you get a, a shout yeah. down the yeah. road
0: well, was it confirmed that this that this lad was special <laughs> here on selling Greasy that time when he stepped up that's <laughs> where I thought he was
1: going <laughs> I knew he was going he was going <laughs> I'm
0: trying to forget it. I'm dude, to forget what's the story, Joe? On, I, can't like,
2: yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> in. So, so Tony kindly for Ian St John and Saint and Greasy for the young for the older uh, the program where they were doing this lead show. It, wasn't it was lead yeah, show the legendary show, and they used to go every week to an academy and they get young players and then a, a first team player to demonstrate some skills. Yeah. So Tony's demonstrated a couple of these turns and Saint, and then they've picked out me. Can you do the demonstration? But obviously that, that's my game, isn't it? I nailed it. I was like, the <laughs> Saints gone to the, he's embarrassed Tony there. He's done it better than him. <laughs> <laughs> I needed
1: a shooting practice. <laughs> I, I didn't
2: need a skill practice with Joe Cole, did I? Right, was, <laughs> was yeah, but that was like, do you know what? That's the most. That was one of the most nervous I've Would ever have been, been. The cameras, how well, was it? Camera yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Cameras are on, and it I had to like nail you this. Shy, what you did <laughs> when the when the balls come, you had to like. I can't remember what the term was like. Yeah. The, the little, you No, know, the inside one where you turn that way, then left foot that... Yeah, yeah,
1: I remember. Showed him up. Sh- showed nice. him up. <laughs> well, look, you, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> you
0: certainly showed a few defenders up. I mean, look, I've just got some stats here. In 1986, you obviously performed a, a great partnership with Frank McAvaney. Yeah. you scored 46 goals between you. Um, um, yeah, 46 league, league goals. goals yeah, uh, to finish third in the league, yeah. four points behind Liverpool. That's son and Kane levels,
2: isn't it? That is
0: like. But hold on, it. By the age of 23, you'd already scored 92
1: first division yeah. goals for West Ham. I mean, that's phenomenal. Wow. It's it's weird because like, if you look back, I, I feel like I sort of peaked in my first spell at West Ham, which is frustrating in a way because I, when I left West Ham, I was only 22, I think, just turning 23. But like you say, you look back at those figures, and um, and I, again, I didn't I didn't know there was gone. There was on the other day about um, Declan Rice um, got to 100 games for West Ham. And I think he was 21 or something like that. Yeah. This was like probably last season, whatever, Man. and that. Um, and he was the 14th quickest player to get to 100 games. At West Ham? At, uh, yeah. Wow. At West Ham, 14th. <laughs> and I then innocently said, Well, who's first? And they went, You, by a, by a, by a million miles. Yeah. I went, What? I didn't even know. Yeah. And I was only 19 and I'd played 100 games for the club. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And I just, but you just, you, you know what I mean by this? You don't have time in football. You You sort of get in the first team. And all of a sudden, bang, 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 and and I got in. I was a regular. There was an injury again to Paul Goddard. And I, as a yeah. eighteen-year-old, I started, I was eighteen in the July, first game in the August, and I was a regular for the whole season. I got. I always say I got nineteen goals, fifteen league goals, four cup goals. In my first season as an eighteen year old, and I always say to people, if you had a, a, an eighteen year old now get nineteen goals in the top flyer, yeah. what would you be sort of paying him all yeah. you well, were? That's, well, that's Rooney levels. I've yeah, got hundred and ten pounds a week, I got. Yeah. yeah. Hundred and ten pound a week. Yeah. Like Look,
0: thinking, you you, wow, just... you say that about money and, and levels there. In in, in eighty eight, you was the most expensive player yeah. to be signed by a British club <laughs> when you joined Everton for two point two million. How difficult? I mean, you said they use at your peak and you mm. playing well at West Ham. How difficult yeah. was it from decision, was it leaving West Ham to go to Everton no, then?
1: No. Well, did, was, did you uh, replace Gary Lineker? So, was that was uh, Lineker was eighty six, but they didn't win the league. They won the league in eighty five right. and eighty seven. Lineker was there, and they finished second. When that was the yeah. point, we we was third, West Ham, and Liverpool yeah. won it, and Lineker, yeah. um, Everton was second. Yeah. So he, but they kept saying, "Oh, we need to replace it." He got forty yeah. goals in one season, yeah. so it was always like, "Oh, you know, we'll be trying and replace that yeah. sort of thing." Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, I went to Everton, and again, you look back like twenty two, nearly twenty. I I hated being the record transfer. Absolutely hated it. Really? Yeah. Why? Because. By definition, the record transfer. They everyone assumes you're the best player. I knew I wasn't the best player. I was I was a very good goal scorer, mm. and on my day, I was a real top goal scorer yeah. on my day. I, well, I wasn't every week, obviously, but I wasn't. People just assumed that a record transfer he's the best player in the country now, and the difficult as well. I, so in the in the June, Gazza had left Newcastle to sign right. for Spurs mm. for two million quid. And then right. West Ham said, "Well, let Tony go if we get more than what Gaza went for." And like yeah. everyone's going on, oh, except you have got this young kid Gaza who was amazing, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, you know? yeah, And then yeah. there's me who was a good goal scorer, but I wasn't. Technically, that was proved in the thing that we did, you know? Like, it was a skill practice. That wasn't my game. My game was scoring yeah, goals. Well, Tony, yeah. scoring like, goals is the hardest thing to do. If you, like, uh, but it was the easiest thing yeah. for me, Joe. I always say to people, the easiest thing in the world, for me, was to score goals. The yeah. hard part was everything else. I, you know, running around and skills, being part of a team, scoring goals, that, that was the easiest thing for me.
0: So, that like, you speak about it there with such ease. Was that just natural? I mean, obviously, you worked it in training 100%, but was that just a natural gift that you had of just knowing where the goal
1: was at every time, not like, even uh, having to look sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think all all footballers have got a natural talent of some sort, you know, whatever mm-hmm. position you play. I was born as a as a as what you would call a natural goal scorer. I don't know where they've gone, by the way, because, they, I mean, mm-hmm. Jermaine Defoe... No one, probably, no one wants to be. Yeah, Jermaine's yeah, probably the last yeah, of a dying a, brood, but you're not a breeder, you're yeah. not allowed to be a goal scorer anymore. But I just, I was obsessed with scoring goals. Yeah. I had all my scrapbooks and they just... Goals, 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 yeah. goals, goals. And, and then I just had successive managers Tony Carr, John Lowell, mm. Howard or whatever, Martin O'Neill at Leicester, all mm. just telling me, we, we know you can score goals. Yeah. We want the rest of it. And then eventually, yeah. by the time I got in my 30s, I was a much better yeah, team. But, you know, in terms of the scoring goals, I knew at the age of six, seven years of age, I knew I could do what the other kids huh. couldn't. Yeah, and, but it was just the other part of the game. I was a goal hanger. That was I was yeah. Yeah, I was a yeah, good old fashioned in the school playground, standing there tapping me, <laughs> make it look really easy. Yeah. And it was easy for me. But it, you yeah. know, but I, having said all that, I, you know, I was lucky. My dad. I don't know whether you met my dad, Joe, but my dad was very, very um, influential in my career. Yeah. And my dad was, um, you know, just as an example, follow up with the rebounds. You know, when as soon as someone has a shot, yeah, my first fault, go for the rebound. Yeah. And my dad said, make sure you do it every time. He said, because the mm. one time you don't do it, he said, the goalkeeper drop it, and you go, oh, I could have scored there. Yeah. But you've got to do... You know, and people don't see that you make nine runs and don't yeah. don't get it. And then on the 10th one, you tap it in and go, oh, that was easy. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't, because I've made nine runs yeah. to get to the 10th the one, you know. So but, yeah, yeah. so I did work on it. My left foot wasn't brilliant. You know, my dad just hit the ball against the wall. Strike it, you know. All you yeah. need is a young kid. Yeah, you yeah, need a yeah, yeah. ball and a wall. You yeah. don't need nothing else, do you? Yeah, yeah, So. True. so there was a natural talent, and then you got the mental side of it, obviously, but I did have to work on things, you know, yeah. I didn't, you know as you get through, and I was small as a kid, I'm still small now, so yeah, you're small as a kid and all the big six-foot-two defenders and that, and it was, it was hard, so you got me mentally strong. Well, you talked about scoring goals, you scored a hat-trick on your Everton uh, yeah. debut. That that must have endeared you to the, like, the Everton fans even more. Uh, it's just, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, my West Ham debut was great, but yeah. I scored after 34 seconds. You know, like, as a Is record it? transfer, the most expensive <laughs> oh. player ever in British football history. And you imagine the pressure on him. Yeah. you it feel like just, it released oh, a lot of pressure? The pressure was just unbelievable. It was just in the paper, because everything was newspaper driven yeah, in those yeah, days. Yeah. It was no like Sky or Talk Sport mm-hmm. or whatever. It was a social media. It yeah. was just newspapers and, oh, God, he's a waste of money and he ain't going to do, he ain't going to do. So it was just... Constant, um, yeah. but the, fun- the funny thing about my debut is I, I didn't even know where Goodison Park was. <laughs> Seriously, I- they put me in a hotel in Southport, right? And I, I was yeah. in this hotel in Southport. We'd done all the pre-season. The only time I went to Goodison was for the, the old-fashioned team picture. Yeah. So when the day came, man, I, I went. I don't know how to get there. <laughs> right, so, Neil MacDonald, he'd actually yeah, been there four yeah, or five yeah. times. The old, he was a good player of Macca, yeah. who was at West Ham as well. And he went, oh, just follow me to the ground. So, I had to follow Macca to the ground. I mean, how can you make your debut? You don't even know where the ground is. It was just Anthony, <laughs> it's just going to side of the park. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know. But 34 seconds, that trick, win 4-0. And, you know, to be honest, I, I peaked in my first game. Mm. Again, you know, I said about my West Ham first spell, I think for Everton that was that was the pinnacle for me, and then after that you can only really go one way. Yeah. You can't score actually in every game, yeah. Not unless you're messy. Who, was, who was
2: the um? Who was the, the big characters in that Everton team? Because that, that 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 was an Everton team that was going. It's hard for Everton fans to think of it now, but they're going for titles, weren't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Was, well, they won the league of, in '87, yeah, Joe, yeah.
1: and so when I went into the the dressing room, you had Neville Southall, Kevin Ratcliffe, Kevin Sheedy, Sharpie, mm. uh, Peter Reid. Yeah. race Bracewell, just legendary play, Trevor yeah. Stephen, Gary Stevens, yeah. like you know, just unbelievable In players. Yeah. And good they was trying to rebuild those. So they at the same time as me, they signed Pat Nevin from uh, Chelsea, yeah. mm. good yeah. player, Stuart McCall from Bradford, yeah, uh, Neil McDonald from Newcastle, and then right. they signed Peter Bigree, Martin Keown you know, all the, good the players. players. Yeah. Yeah. But there was there was a bit of animosity. I think the older players resented the younger ones and they yeah. was paying a bit more money and a bit of jealousy right. and as a dressing room, and I, I mean, I look at the current Man United team. Got some unbelievable players, and they are just a really poor team. Mm. And I, I think I'm not saying we was a poor team at Everton, but we didn't gel. And you mm. can have all the best individuals in the world. If you don't play as a team, you ain't going to win nothing. And that was the, the, the frustrating thing about Everton. We never won anything because we didn't have a good team. Mm. Uh, like you just touched
0: right there, would you think that was? a bit of spite from the older ones, look at the youngsters coming through, a bit more money
1: yeah. coming and being paid. It was Yeah, and I get it as well, because, knowledge. you know, I mean, I signed and then, of course, the, you know, the old-fashioned Sun newspaper and, and they put, they they put a whole ton of quite signs forever and he's getting, I think they said something like, five grand a week or something. I'm, thinking, I'm not getting five grand a week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get in half of that. Yeah. And you, and, mm. But as a player... So Graham, someone like Graham Sharp, for example, would read that. Come on, I would say, I've mm. just won the league twice. I won the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. He's coming in. He's getting three times. I wasn't. Yeah, mentally, you would think that. So there was yeah. always that little bit of resentment, yeah. and, you and know, it's like never it's... talked about in the dressing room. Like, like you, you, you don't, you don't feel obliged to go, guys, that, you know,
2: because he's personal. Yeah, whatever of course, it is. yeah. Whatever, it, you know. But you, you're right with the Manchester United situation. Now you can see there's some. Form of that going on where there's mm-hmm. dis- disjoint and the an player. interim manager as an well, which you can't, you
1: know, you know, you cannot have a manager, it's, they, it's ridiculous. They
2: should have left that, they should have left Carrick in charge at the end of the season. Yeah, he, he's done great when he went to Stamford Bridge and got the drawing. Yeah. Off. You know, I said it from the start, it was, it was going to be a disaster, and it, it has, Ralph Yeah, ran, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that when you was at
0: Everton, um. You said you had big characters. Neville Southall was was one of them. Yeah. What I mean, what was he like to learn? For one, absolutely lunatic. What is it with goalkeepers and being uh, lunatics? Well,
1: I didn't go... he have? Oh,
2: didn't he have a, a sandbox in Belfield to train in? Did he have some? Was that, yeah, like, yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Because I remember playing there, and it was a big, like a big, um, look like a place where the kids go and do the sandcastles. Yeah. And they said Neville Southall got it yeah. in training. Yeah, yeah, he got
1: that in as well. Um I mean, he. He was so. I've come from West Ham. Phil Parks. and Parks, he was six foot four. Yeah. Mm. Incredible goalkeeper, sh- like a shot stopper. Mm. And with the ball at his feet, goal kicks or drop kicks, he wasn't. Mm. I don't mean it horribly at Parks, but he wasn't the best in the world. And then I signed for Everton, and um, so we get round to the my debut that we're talking about, mm. or not. So we got, we do done a five side on the Friday. And so anyway, the five a side starts and Nev's playing as an outfield player. <laughs> and not only that, he's going around kicking everyone, he's sliding in and all this is the day before my debut. And oh, I'm thinking, what is going on with this goalkeeper? Like he don't even want to play in goal. It was but he was so talented with his feet and yeah. he, he was he was Ahead of his time, he had Grobbler Yeah, had Grobler at Liverpool yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Grobler, I didn't think was a brilliant goalkeeper, but he was sort of a sweeper-keeper, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then you look at Neville and you look at him now and like they like they almost want you to be good with your feet before you're good yeah, with your hands. Yeah, but Neville was just like, nutcase, absolute nutcase. Didn't drink or anything, but he was always part of the team, come out, sit with the boys yeah. and everything and a you know, real good character to have around the club. Silverware eludes you at Everton, obviously you you've gone there to win titles, but you still yeah. scored ninety nine goals yeah. for Everton. Ah, uh, well, There's a, a couple of things. So my Everton career, this is funny. So Everton win the league in eighty seven. Yeah, I joined in eighty eight. Yeah, I was there for six years to ninety four. Left in ninety four. Everton won the cup in 95 oh, Paul right out <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. So, it sounds a it, bit like my Chelsea career I know to be fair I know <laughs> so it had and, had there's a right club at the wrong time and it yeah. just it happens in football and it, yeah. was, it that was it was frustrating because I'd gone there to win things and we, like I yeah. said so we had good players yeah. it ain't like we didn't have good players we just didn't have the team mm. and then to leave on 99 goals it was one of them things at the time um, I sort of I knew I was on 99 goals I had six games to get me under a goal as well I had three at the end of one season three at the start of the next season and it was only because West Ham come along to go back yeah. to West Ham. Mm. Otherwise, I would have gone. Do you know what? I'm going to stay and try and get me under of goal. But you know, the frustrating thing was I left in the September. Uh, Mike Walker was a manager who wasn't a good manager, um, and he got sacked just after I left. He sold me and got sacked. And Joe Roll came in who was unbelievable. Mm. Won the mm. cup forever. Yeah. Duncan Ferguson. So if, if I couldn't have got me under of goal playing alongside Duncan, no, Ferguson, you'd have, you'd have loved you know, that. We'd yeah. have had a great partnership, and that was. So that was, it was. It was frustrating that I didn't. Had the experience with those two, but yeah. then of course the lure of going back to West Ham was too strong. So ninety four, you go back to West Ham. Yeah,
0: Harry's manager. Yeah, was 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 he one of the main reasons? Was he the poor? Was it just going back to a club
1: that you bit of just... both? It was a bit of both. Yeah, and then I got sent off on my second debut <laughs> at, at Anfield <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> you know. Oh my god! So you're an Everton ex Everton player, yeah. and um, the ball was played up to me round about the halfway line. I got larrup from behind. as They did in those days, and the referee just went play on. And I just, the red miss come down. A ball got played. Remember Rob Jones, the old right leg? Yeah, player? yeah, got yeah. got played out to him. And I'd done the old, as the ball, as he's playing it down the line, the old Ooh, slid in. You know in. what? Yeah. And That's it looked horrendous, but I didn't actually touch no. him.
2: That's exactly, uh, my only red card was my Liverpool debut. Exactly the same thing. I remember it, it was down in the corner. Down in, in yeah, the corner, Same, corner, yeah. same thing. I, but I wouldn't, I didn't, I don't even think it was a bad one. No. I didn't lose my red rag. I was then genuinely trying to get the ball. No, No, I broke out of midfield and it was Kushelny, same thing, and he's gone down like a sack of spuds I knew I barely oh, touched yeah, him. And he'd he he gone of off of on a oh, he gone off on a stretcher. Mm. And I'm, sometimes and
1: it looks a lot worse than what it you know. And as then a he start, comes in and he yeah, comes yeah, back up. Well you still off? see it nowadays seeing your players rolling around yeah. it does your heading but anyway I didn't catch what Kishelney you're not getting a you're not coming on here. <laughs> <in, right? laughs> <laughs> so red card, but luckily for me it was ten yards in front of the old fashioned tunnel so luckily I walked 10 yards down there and I was hanging in shame and I thought, oh my God, what have you done? And uh, the, 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 it wasn't just the sending off. In those days, it was the free game ban that you got off mm. the back of it and I got final week's wages. Now to me, mm. a week's wages, that for me, that mm. was a massive hit yeah, as well, yeah, right? yeah. you know, because you needed the money in those days. So mm. there was a lot, I'm thinking, oh, what have you done? And, but the suspension didn't start for two weeks. So the following Saturday, we played at home to Villa first home game back and I scored and we won one nil. and I thought oh, at least soften of to blow it a little yeah, bit, yeah. bit you know
0: uh, had had the the club West Ham change in the six years from when you left to come back was there a big shift
1: mm. or not really a little bit not not loads I mean you had Alvin was still there Potsey was still there I'm trying to think um Wasn't too many other players. I mean, six years is obviously a long time to have other players. You had Shirley. Shirley, Shirley's still there now. She's eighty-two years of age. She's still at the training ground. Tony Carr was there. Jimmy Frith was there. So there was, you know, more. Um, more of the um, um, Eddie Gillum, do you remember Eddie yes. Kit- mm-hmm. Kit Man, Kitman so you had the, the yeah. off-field characters were still there yeah. but the turnover in players there was only sort of two or three players right. left from my time but you know, it, the, in, in that period you'd gone from 88 to 94 you'd gone from the old Division 1 yeah. to the Premier League so everything was just gearing mm, up gearing a little up. bit yeah. and getting ready for it to go yeah. like we all know yeah, it bang. has done well you scored
0: 26 goal, league goals in two years yeah. uh, and then you got to move to Malaysia on a free
1: transfer nice holiday Where did that, where did uh, that come from I mean uh, where old was you then because
2: you would have been what early phase
1: I was 31 yeah uh, it was when I went back to West Ham so I'd had me six years away and I yeah. thought right brilliant go back to my club I just stayed here you know maybe get a testimony for the two spell sort of thing and I'll just mm. stay at West Ham I don't want to leave And I'd had two seasons back, top scorer. I got 13 league goals, got 10 league goals, top scorer both seasons. And then at the start of the third season, I got injured. I just pulled my calf muscle. Mm. And in the meantime, in the summer, Harry had signed Radichoyou, Dumitrescu, Darnie, Paolo Futre, Ian Dowie was still there so when when I came back there was five players in front of me and I was like sixth choice striker Mm. I'm 31 years of age Mm. and I knew my time was sort of ticking away and I thought I I don't as much as I love West Ham I don't want to be sitting on the bench and just picking Mm. up it wasn't me I'm a player I'm a goal scorer I want to play um, but no one came in for me. Absolutely really no is. one came in. Bearing in mind, I've been top scorer for two seasons running. Yeah. And um, and then all of a sudden, I, I got back to sort of a little bit of fitness. I played a couple of games, come a sub, I think, and I, I wasn't fit, obviously. Um, and then Harry just called me in the office, like what we're talking today, and he just went, he was laughing. And I went, Harry, what are you laughing at? He went, he won't believe this. An agent wants you to go and play in Malaysia. <laughs> and this went on for about two <laughs> weeks, right? And it was a complete load of rubbish, right? So any year, and I said to Harry, look, I'm staying. He went, okay, brilliant. And all that, you know, where it goes. Yeah, and then a week later, he calls me in again and he sits me down. And he went, There's another agent. I'm thinking, Oh, here we go. Like, it's one of them, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, I spoke to this agent all of a sudden on the plane out to Malaysia. I was there for 24 hours, flew back. Um, so, I had my wife and my daughter at the time, and it was just like, Oh my God, what do I do? And they offered me um, like a tax free deal, but you had to be out of the country for 10 months yeah. to get the benefits of the tax free deal. And it was. Uh, I think, when what are we talking, 1997? I think, it, I think off the top of my head, it was something like 200 grand net, like tax free, mm, 200 right, grand tax free, right. which is a lot of money yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in those, for me, bearing in mind, I hadn't really made the big money. That yeah. was the one thing I didn't do. I didn't make the big money. And I thought, oh, great, if I can make 200 grand, like that's fantastic for me. Yeah. So anyway, I went out to Malaysia and, oh my God, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> you've been to Florida, have not you? And you've probably yeah, on yeah, in the far yeah, east. It's yeah. so hot it? and yeah. it's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you know, and we had one game, I was sitting there at half time, and the manager was chatting. I, I had Steve Wicks, the old QPR uh, player, was yeah. in the, um, Chelsea as well, um, was yeah. my manager. I looked down, there's a big puddle of water underneath me and I thought oh, not a bottle of water it mean, was sweat. Yeah, yeah. I, and <laughs> I, like, like I never Florida. sweated yeah. I never sweated in a game yeah. like that was not me. Like I come off no sweat whatever. I did the minimum amount of running and I had this Put my puddle underneath <laughs> me that and I thought, oh, oh should be ridiculous. But, you know, we um, we had a three-month pre-season. Imagine a three-month yeah. pre-season. But oh. I went to Australia, New Zealand, Bali, Fiji, Singapore. I, I, we just travelled yeah. the world while we was there. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I look back think, that's what I say, great holiday, but yeah. football was dreadful. Was dreadful. Yeah.
0: How, how was you treated when you when you got in there? I mean, did the players know you? Did I know you were?
2: Yeah. And, was, yeah that I was that was a record was a record signing.
1: Was there any... Like you said, no, was it, it was three foreign players. Three foreign one players. was South African, one was yeah. Australian, who I were think, good lads. Yeah, and I roomed with the Australian. Um, but they—they was—they were just jealous, you know, because you could see, like, you I—I mm. I, I think the record they'd ever pay was a hundred thousand, mm. and they paid West Ham seven hundred fifty thousand for really? me. So, and the most was hundred before that. Yeah. So, it, and what it did do because West Ham were in trouble, they was in financial trouble, so they got the seven fifty for me. But then they went and bought Kitson and Artson. Yeah, and I think you might. Harry, why don't you just keep me? Because, like, you know, yeah. listen, yeah. Kitts was a good player, John was a good player, but yeah. I still would have scored as many, if not more goals mm. than them two. Yeah. So it was frustrating, but I went to Malaysia and it, it was a bit of jealousy and it was great after the game, you get your brown envelope and all that. Yeah. Know, yeah. It, just, yeah. it, it just was what it was. You so know. it was worth the 200 grand? Well, yeah, but I came back after eight months, City. That's the that oh, point. So you didn't so I never, didn't get like, to pay a big tax bill. <laughs> so, like, I've just got kicked from everywhere like that. It's just decisions in football. Did now, you... Right? Um, was it just so eight months one season? Yeah. Was there any chance two of staying contact there? Two year or was you like no, I need no, to get back. Um, um, ex-wife fell pregnant, and in the end, she had twins. So she, right. I had seven weeks on my own in Malaysia. Oh, it was just oh, yeah, man, it was awful. It was just. Mm. And then what happened was my my, my dad um, family business was insurance, and when right. I was. First broke into the West Ham team, um, Steve Walford, who was the left back at West Ham, good player. Mm. And my dad had done his car insurance. Mm. And uh, anyway, he, this had gone on for 15 years. And then and then all of a sudden, Wally was the coach at Leicester yes. to Martin right. O'Neill. Right. Okay. And, and my, uh, they were just talking on the phone, my dad and Wally. And, and Wally said, how's Tony? And my dad went, no, he's, he's having a night and wants to come home. And Wally went, oh, I'll speak to Martin O'Neill. And my dad bring me up in Malaysia with, oh, you know, Leicester interest. Oh, I'll leave off that. And I said, no one wanted me when I left. Yeah. So yeah. They're not going to want me now. I said, I'll go and play for Orient or Southampton, yeah. one of my local clubs. And anyway, it all sort of went through. Met Martin O'Neill and signed for Leicester. And I had three years, three bonus years at the end of my career. Do you know what, Tony? I, was, who was your agent? Because if you've top scorer for two years for West Ham, there must have been. I didn't have an agent, you know, Joe. No, yeah. I didn't have an agent. I I, I I mean, that's, that's... That's incredible, is, yeah. that is,
0: I mean, f- first of all, banging them goals yeah. and not getting a move to yeah. somewhere other than Malaysia. And then, yeah. secondly, not having a, an agent as well, which... Yeah. But
1: we didn't have I'm an agent, City. Like, yeah. In those days, I mean, I did... When I went to Everton, I had an agent who'd done all that... Um, a guy called John Smith, John yeah. and Phil Smith at that's the first. That's yeah. They were good lads. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd done it, but then... You know, I think with the agents, they're great if, you, if you're moving, they're great, but yeah. if, if you stay at a club for a long time, you don't mm. really need an agent because you're there and you, you know, yeah. get a new contract or whatever, you don't really need yeah. the agent. You go to Leicester,
0: after being on the losing side for three different finals, you finally get a silverware. Four uh, different
1: finals, yeah. Was it four, four, four? yeah. Wow. So I had the FA Cup final, which yeah. was the Hillsborough yeah. final. Yes. Yeah. to yeah. Liverpool. the um, oh, oh, It was called the Zenith Data or something. I remember. We that. lost to Forest 4 3. I scored two at Wembley, still lost. And then we lost to Palace in the Simog Cup or whatever wow. it was. Mm-hmm. And then I then lost to Spurs in the League Cup final in 99. Yeah. And um, I mean, that was just. I had my best season for Leicester. I scored 16 goals. I got Player of the Year and everything. I had a wonderful season. Scored three goals, to at. Stadium alive, yeah. one at Filbert Street that gets to Wembley. I thought I'm playing Tottenham in the final. Yeah, so, right. You're thinking, oh, well, it's, it's got to be my year. Yeah. I was 33. I think I've, played, I've been playing for 16 years. And I've won fuck all, like you know. And mm. I'm thinking it's got to be my year. Mm. And that. And anyway, um Justin Edinburgh, bless him, got sent off. We've had a, a little yep. tip for that with Robbie Savage. They're mm. down to 10 men, and I think if we get an extra time, we we we've got to beat him extra mm. time. And then I think was it Nielsen or someone's it called, like the 91st yeah, yeah. minute or something. And it was a terrible game as well. Mm. And then the final whistle went, and I just I was just wallowing in my own self pity. I was I stood on the edge of the 18 yard box, and I'd be heading my hands like that. And Ian Walker, to be fair, came up said, "Oh, you know, don't worry, Tone. And Ian Marshall came up to me, my teammate, and he went, "Oh, but I just wanted to be on my own, mm. you know." When I, and then tears started rolling, and I think i oh, get yourself to give you. I was crying on the pitch at Wembley. Mm. It's not like me. I'm not yeah, a, yeah. I'm not that type of guy and then all of a sudden this arm came round me like that a like really strong one I thought go away leave me alone and he went we'll be back next year it was Martin O'Neill <laughs> and I looked at him and I went gaffer I said I'm 33 I said it ain't happening yeah. he said I promise you we'll be back next year and yeah. we'll win it and true to his word we was back yeah. beat Tranmere the following year and that was it mm. but it was you know it was a horrible but an amazing experience at the same time
0: I, I played under uh, Martin O'Neill at Villa and yeah. uh, he's he's old school isn't he yeah um, and yeah. Boal was well was coach as well yeah. Yeah. And they've got their ways, but for yeah. some reason it, it works. It just works, doesn't it? Yeah, has got something in his mind. Yeah. yeah.
1: he's not a coach he's not, no no not no, a coach. no, no. From I from his idea of coaching would be see that tree over there run round near in 30 seconds and come back but that was his that sort was of coaching he'd it? Yeah. It, it it, look, look at a goal
0: or yeah. as you say a tree or a yeah. flag and he'd go, go right get there and back in 17 and it, yeah. it would nail it, 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 yeah. it everyone would yeah. Yeah. do the sprints come back and it'd be on the button. Really? Yeah. I reckon it was just his one I reckon it was yeah. like 25 16 17
1: well done but it was a challenge because with Martin it was all he was unlike any other manager I had but a lot it was all mental games yeah. and he would you know I think with with the dressing we had we had an old school dressing we had Steve Walsh Matt Elliott Taggart mm. Tim Flowers yeah. Collymore. like you had like some yeah. like real proper senior pros but characters and Martin just used to challenge you and, and with me he um he wouldn't pick me wouldn't pick me wouldn't pick me and then we played at Old Trafford 1-1-0 and I scored a goal and then I got his respect and got in the team but with me he was like um, so the first season I'm not in the team and I was living in Chigwell Funny enough so mm-hmm. I was commuting from Chigwell to Leicester yeah. every single day I, oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and then when there was a game on a, on a Saturday so Martin would say like like drive up on a Friday say he was playing Arsenal mm-hmm. you leave your car at Filbert Street and then you go down play at um, Arsenal Highbury yeah. And then instead of allowing me to drive my car and leave it on the M1 or something, I had to go all the way back up yeah. to Leicester to get my car to come back down. Really? And, and it was his way of saying, look, if you get in the team, yeah. then you do what you want. But yeah. if you're not playing for me, you're no good. If he was yeah. injured, he'd walk straight past you in the yeah, corridor. Yeah, and in, much, totally ignore you. And then, yeah. of course, I got in the team and he went, oh, yeah, park your car at Toddington. That's fine, yeah. you know, yeah. and then we get it after the game. And But if you did the yeah. business on the pitch for him, yeah. he absolutely loved you. If you were sub or reserves or injured no use to him whatsoever yeah. but very much mental side of football how much do you think playing with a young
2: Emil Heskey you at Leicester because oh, he he, he's, he's like the perfect foil for a player yeah. like, you
1: and you know, me. I, I get really annoyed when people like you know if you do a dinner or something and they say who's one of your favourite players I say Emil Heskey and they'll start laughing and I say yeah, what are you laughing at yeah. quite, it's disrespectful it? and you talk to Michael Owen Michael Owen will say his favourite mm, partner the same. was Emil he Heskey and, the same. and the, it, it was great for me because Emil was 21 and we had three mm. years together and what was great I mean he was big strong quick and everything that you would want in the centre forward and then he, he'd get the ball out Wire and smash into three people, run yeah. down the win, cross it. Yeah. I'll be in the middle, tap it in and out and I'm getting all, yeah. all the credit. Yeah. And the mill's beating three players, and yeah. but he was just, he was just such a fantastic player to play. I loved the the three years I had with him, and mm. he was, it was a dream for me as a 32 33 34 year old in my three seasons to have a young kid like that. Yeah, doing all the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you
2: know, he's, he's he's right. Great lad as well. Like, yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he doesn't get the respect. No, he's cause he it's frustrating, Joe, yeah. because
1: yeah, he deserves better. Yeah. He's yeah. Done a lot, but it was the goals, I think. You know. Even for England, for even for Leicester, Liverpool, and he, his goal return was perhaps one in every three or four, or even five games at yeah, times. You yeah. know, whereas and you, as a forward, you get judged on your goals. You know, yeah. like it was me. It, it, it didn't matter with me if I was what I was doing, if mm. I, but if I scored, I'd, at the end of the season. I'd say, well, what I would say, well I played thirty games, I got fifteen goals, yeah, but one yeah. in every two. What, yeah, you, yeah. what, what else do you want me to That's do? Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. with a meal, if you're getting. Uh, say six in forty or something, and mm. they "Oh yeah, he's rubbish because he don't score." And yeah. but they never appreciated the other side of the yeah. game that he was doing. The
0: later part of your career, you have spells at Norwich, Barnet, Millwall. You're Barnet's player manager. Yeah. Uh, resigned <laughs> towards the end of the season. Was was, was coaching or management never so
1: that you wanted to go into really? No, I, no. I always wanted to do it. Um, even uh, my career's teacher when I was 13 years of age, and sat down with her, and she said, "What do you want to What do you want to be when you're old?" I went A footballer and this this was in, I was in Barking in London and um and she went well no one's ever ever no one from Barking has ever become a footballer i went well i'm going to be a footballer yeah. she then went well what about if you break your leg i went well i'll be a manager then won't i you know we had yeah, yeah, yeah. a 13 year old but so but as my career went on i it was always in my mind to go into um not so much coaching it was more man, managing and maybe getting a coach getting coaches and me to do the Managing the players, the man manage them. That's what I thought I'd be good yeah. at. I, I never really saw myself as a coach. Um, and then that final season um, started off at Leicester. Martin O'Neill went to Celtic, done really well up there. And as soon as Martin went, Peter Taylor came in. He loved all the kids. Didn't yeah. want a 34-year-old. Obviously, yeah. so I knew I'd be leaving. Went to Norwich. I was only I'd done a bit of coaching at Norwich. I was there for about six, seven weeks. And all of a sudden, um, Phil Smith, the agent, again, he said, "Oh, look, you know, do you want to speak to Barnett about you know being player manager?" Mm but I think it was more feels sort of pushing for me and then because when I sat down with them um I said look I'm coming here I'm coming here to be a manager I don't I'm not coming here to be a player I'm not coming to be your goal scorer I, I want to be a, I want to learn to be a manager and, uh, and they went, oh, you can be whatever you want to be and mm. all that. And I'm thinking, mm, it's mm. not, it wasn't really... that. Mm. I wasn't getting the vibes that they wanted. Yep. They, yep. I think they wanted Tony Cotty, the goal scorer. Yeah. They didn't want Tony Cotty, the manager. And oh, yeah. I was the complete opposite. And, uh, I mean, we started, first game, one 7-0 at home. Like, you think, oh, here we go again. You loved the debut, didn't oh, you? Where did you go from there? 7-0, it's Barnett's record ever score. It still ain't been beaten. So, um, and then, it, the, the problem I had, I was 35 years of age and... Uh, looking back, I can do it now with you guys. I'm sitting and analyze it. I, I wasn't ready. I was in player really? mode. Yeah. And you can't be in player mode and. Talk to, you know, be their teammate and their friend and yeah. then drop them. And, yeah. I, you know, what I, I should really have done, what, um, just as an example off the top of my head, like something like John Terry's done, you go and learn your trade, yeah. you do your coaching, you be mm. a number two or a coach or whatever. And then, if and when the time's right for John, then he'll go and manage a yeah. championship yeah. or whatever he'll do. And that's what I should have done. But I think with the opportunity, I, I, I jumped it here. Listen, I, I can sit here today, I can say, look, I've managed a, a football league team. Mm. And, you know, not a lot of people get the chance to do that. So I'm pleased that I've done it but I wasn't ready. I was and only 35. How long were you there? Five months, Joe. Five months. Five months, yeah. Mm. And, and this was in the one of the last seasons before the transfer window came in. Mm. So I left Leicester, went to Norwich, went to Barnet, and then I ended up, as I said to you earlier, about six weeks at Millwall was my last club. So I had four different clubs, four different divisions in one season. <laughs> everyone, everyone oh, gone, wow. was, oh, that's a great achievement. I went, no, I was in the Premier League when I started. Yeah. <laughs> <achievement, you> know? <laughs> it's just amazing how many people think it's great. I went, no, it wasn't great. Yeah. And that was it. Retirement, Retirement and um I, I don't know about you guys but I was I just turned thirty six and um I was physically and mentally drained, tired. I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do no more. My, my groin was hurting and yeah. I just I've had enough. I can't do any more. But the problem I had was I hadn't really made the, the big money—I'd missed the big money, be- mm. just purely because of my age, and and I'd messed up as a manager. So, what do you do? You know, and it was—it was, it was, tough. It was yeah. tough times. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, looking at bank balance. I'm thinking I've got about eight, nine months' worth of money. Three kids, private schools, all the usual stuff. Yeah. And, that. and I'm thinking, well, I've got to do something. Yeah, and, and then, then just the the media. Just, yeah, just, I think, yeah, I think I mean good it, timing or. Well, yeah, Joe, but it wasn't. Um, again, the thing was, it wasn't they come calling after me. It was. Yeah. Um, I I I knew I had to do something, so I rang up and there was a there was um, an old um, director called John T. Whitehead, and I rang Johny up and I said he was at Sky and I said John T, I said have you got any work for me? I said I've just sort of retired and that. He went yeah, he said we're doing a Copa America, which is you know the yeah, South American yeah, yeah, equivalent yeah, yeah. of the Euros, a big yeah. tournament for Sky. And he said why don't you come and do some pundit work? Oh, Okay, great. He said I'll oh, kick offs at half twelve. I went, oh, that's good. He went, no, half 12 in the morning. Yeah. I went, oh, okay. And then the next one's half two in the oh. morning. And I thought, but it was great because yeah. I went on the show. I obviously made mistakes because I, yeah. I didn't have no media training or nothing. Yeah. And, and then while I was on that show, um, John T said, I want to introduce you to someone. And it was, a, it was a guy called Ian Condren or Condo. And he was the producer of Soccer Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I sat down with him, had a cup of tea. And he said, look, I'm looking to get new people on the show. And uh, he said, "Um, perhaps I can get you on one Saturday. I said, oh, that'd be good. He said, yeah. He said, said, what we do? He said, we'll get you on one Saturday. He said, "Uh, if you're good, he said, I'll give you a call and we'll get you back on. He said, if you're shit, I won't bother (laughs) bringing you. (laughs) But he rang me and I was on there for 20 years, so I must have done all right, you know, but no training or nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. First show, can you imagine the first show? Jules Best, um, Rodney Marsh and and Frank McClintock, right? Three not only legendary players yeah. but three guys that have been doing the media Force. for 10-15 years and, and massive characters yeah. yeah, I, I know and I'm sitting on a show like shaking I'm 36 at the end and I'm sitting on the panel at the end and Stelling's presenting yeah. as well yeah. and I was like so out of my depth it was unbelievable yeah. but I had to sort of stand up for me a bit like we're going back to the dressing room you've got yeah. to stand up for yourself and got to try and get yeah. your points across and that. And you, you, you know, you both It's not yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. It? No, no, no. Everyone thinks it's easy and it's not easy.
2: Yeah, it's not. Live TV, I, I, I was trying to, say, I have an argument with my wife all the time. I come home from doing a game, I'm exhausted. You're, <laughs> you're just talking about football, like, it's <laughs> oh, no, not that love. Like, no, it's live,
1: live TV. You have to concentrate. I'm on it, I be on it. Like, no.
2: I can't mess up or yeah. and. Yeah, well, and then, then she you, she wins you, the argument. I'll
0: go to bed. You both talk about being in front of the camera. Let's move on to what really happened. We so say it's a moment in your career that we want to find out more about. Go on. Um, and we want to know more about Tony Cotty, the movie star. All right. So Whoa. you actually featured in, a, uh, in a, uh, an action thriller final score starring you it? Pierce you it? Brosnan you uh, it? No, but, uh, I see the sequel <laughs> I ain't seen it I
1: ain't seen it I ain't seen it but Isn't I'm it? definitely going to see it
0: um, <laughs> and, in the movie you was actually executed live on air with being, no with being shot in the
2: chest you've been yeah. in with Pierce Brosnan yeah, <laughs> yeah. James Bond yeah. Turn it yeah. in. this is why I don't read
1: the notes because you need to see how happy that's brilliant so, <laughs> well, that's I'm, amazing but I'll tell you the story so this is 2016 yeah. last year at Upton yeah. Park obviously you know, we all know they're going to last game and then they're going to knock the stadium yeah. down and all yeah. that. so someone comes up with a bright idea of doing a film and they're going to film yeah. it all right like underneath the stands and then they're going to yeah. blow up the corner and it all gets all the seats getting blown and all that yeah. sort of stuff all of which was great and uh, anyway just out of the blue my phone rang and um, um, there was a guy called Justin and he went, um, he went and him, you won't know me he said Justin and he said I'm directing this film that's coming out called Final Score um he said, he said, would you like to be in it? He said, I'm a West Ham fan. I'd love for you to be involved. He said, we've got what it is. We're going to have a, like, um, um, a presenter and we're going to have two pundits. He said, I'd yeah. like you to be one of the pundits. I went, OK, yeah, fine. I, I didn't have a clue what, mm, yeah. what I was going to be doing or whatever. He said, I oh, will give you a few quid as well. I went, oh, happy days. I'm going to yeah. get paid. For, like, you know. So it was one of them. And anyway, we, we get round to it. And um, this was obviously after the last game, the, the, the great Man United game. And um, uh, I turned up, still ain't got a clue what I'm doing. And uh, I said, All right, Justine. And I said, No, uh, you know, what have I got to do? He said, Well, it's simple. I said, What do you mean? He said, Well, we're going to kill you. (laughs) So I said, what do you mean? He said, we're going to shoot you, and we're going to shoot the presenter, we're going to shoot, and it was Rufus Brevitt, the other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Matt Lorenzo yeah. was the presenter. Yeah. He said, we're going to kill all three of you. Um, and, um, I said, so well, you had to do a little bit of acting. No, but he said, what am I going to do? He said, well, you're going to die. I said, well, how do I do that? Because I said, I haven't been dead before. He said, just do it naturally. He said, but all I can say is, you've got one take. And I'm thinking, one take? Like, what if I it up like you know yeah. so anyway what they did they had this plastic bag attached to my chest and they put, yeah. I put an old shirt on and that and he, he said what's going to happen this guy's going to come in a terrorist and he was, he was about six foot nine this bloke and he looked really really evil yeah. he scared me anyway as a normal person <laughs> and anyway he bursts in the room and he gets he shoots lorenzo in the head and then with me and rufus he go bang bang like so me it hits me in the chest all the blood spurts out and i just go like that He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> How you act dead? I didn't know what to was do. There no, was, there no, no bathroom? Was, was
0: there no mirror moments in the bathroom before no. the week building up to no, it? And no, right. that's it.
1: But I didn't know, though, did I? Until I got <laughs> oh, I right. I Yeah. I've got being dead. So basically, basically that- your director's done the same to you with John like, yeah. Yeah. Lard. <laughs> so, yeah. Imagine how I would have been in the bathroom. You'd have been <laughs> <all sure. laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the mirror trying to do what it. What do this, Lard? <laughs> <at this? laughs> So anyway, that was funny enough, I didn't get to the Oscars that year and I think that was the end of that one. So uh, (laughs) yeah, I've tried management, I've tried getting killed in a film and that's it. Right,
0: well let's get back to Premier League (laughs) uh, because we know more about that. Uh, Your old uh, club Everton, they got a massive uh, win against Man United. That is big for their survival, way. God,
1: just a little bit. I watched the game, I don't know if you've seen the game, I thought Man United were awful. Mm, I've got to say that. We Mm, briefly touched it and I just don't see where they're going at the moment yeah. the club is a it's a bit of a shambles which is a great shame because he's a wonderful football club but they just they wasn't at it and it was a good time for Everton to play and, mm. Um a little bit of luck with Anthony Gould they've come off Harry Maguire deflected goal but yeah. he massively needed that yeah. and if you look I think I'm right in saying I think of the bottom eight I think five of them won including Everton so you know it's yeah. like you get to this stage of the season start all of a sudden points, the, the, the teams down the bottom start winning games yeah. and Agger was Fabian Delph as well yeah yeah, yeah was, do you know another one who gets unfairly criticised sometimes you know I, You know, I, I, listen I'm, I'm a centre forward I love watching flair players and midfield players creative midfield players I love watching those type of players because they make things happen but having said that you have to have a Fabian Delph in your yeah. team or, or just one of those holding midfield players who keeps mm. the ball moving and everything and you could see with him in there you know, they was a different team Diff, Everton, yeah, you know, hopefully, I think he came off, hopefully he's not injured again, but yeah. it will make a difference, he's yeah. got the experience as well. But they, yeah. they got, I think they got the toughest running, they haven't they? Oh, they, oh, down yeah. the bottom? they got, um, uh, I think it's Arsenal, Liverpool, all of them, Leicester twice, Do you think they've got enough to stay up? you'd like to it's think so 28 points but the, you know the, the, I think I think they play Watford and Brentford as well I think so they're yeah. probably the games yeah. they've got to get the results in but yeah. it's a tough running I for think them. they're
2: better equipped huh? I don't know what you think but I think they're better equipped playing against <laughs> a team that's going to set up to try and beat you like the bigger teams because you've got Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin you can yeah. simplify the game they can, they can get hold of it running behind them and they just need to just the, the defence needs to be protected the midfield need to play yeah they need to play with a mindset of we need to be in the right position all the time because I think the back four is their weak point ever. Yeah, like got, you know, Anthony
1: Gordon's been brilliant. For Anthony them. Gordon's and been the other thing I'd say as well, Joe. Like I'm, I, I desperately want Frank to do well. Mm. I yeah. really you do. all do. Yeah. You know, he done yeah. he done really well at Derby. I thought he was harshly treated at Chelsea. But for any, we're talking about management, any young English manager, whether mm-hmm. it's Wayne Rooney, John Tett, Rio, it mm. could be anyone like yep. that. You're just, you want the, mm. you know, like, it's, it's someone who was such a fantastic player, you mm. want him to do well in management. Yeah. Because if Everton get relegated, everyone goes, oh, there you go, that's yeah. why you don't have English managers and all that. Yeah, so yeah, it's important. I think we all well. want Frank to do well. And it was, a, it was, a, you know, it's going to be hard for him, massive result, but just stay up and then rebuild for next season. Yeah. Yeah. Sid, do you think, though, I was, because, you know, nowadays obviously Frank's gone into a situation that's changed
2: dramatically yep. since he's gone in because of, the, you know, the, the, the financial system. Mm. But he wasn't aware of how bad financially they was in yeah. And then obviously with the Russian owner that they had. and, and that's so, But I think people look at it with a different perspective now. Similar to Wayne Rooney yeah. at Derby. Everyone's looking and going, well, he's doing a great job in the circumstances. They're yeah. not just going, well, it's all gone w- wrong for Wayne Rooney. Yeah, yeah. People could appreciate how he's Do you think that's, i think frank's getting a bit of that now i think if he keeps them up people go yeah that's a good job a hundred percent and i think now he's actually
0: finding out really what management is like he, yeah. he's, he's he's doing yeah. both ends he's done the pressures yeah. and yeah. Of, of chelsea and doing the top four and champions league yeah. and winning that he had yeah. the pressures of derby starting out but now yeah. he's actually you know there was a big budget there at everton yeah. Not, yeah. not down to him but he's had to deal with that now mm. and if he comes through with this he will learn in that short space of time tenfold yeah. people
1: don't always realise how big a club Everton is as well oh, right. I'm, huge. I'm, listen, I'm not saying they're you know, big in, I'm not saying yeah, no, they're no, no. European champions but but you don't realise and Frank wouldn't have realised until I didn't realise it. until yeah. you get there yeah, true. you no, don't realise be... how mad you Joe you had it with yeah. Liverpool you don't yeah. realise how yeah. passionate they are and what massive clubs yeah. they are and there's a huge pressure in terms of being an Everton manager yeah. especially yeah. if you're flirting with yeah. I, I
2: don't know about you when I, I, I struggled I struggled because I went up there at 29, 30 nearly mm. and but I'd been at West Ham and Chelsea, and I'd lived in I'd be just outside London in London yeah, all my life. Yeah. And you, you 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 can get lost in London, can't yeah, you? You know, look, yeah. West Ham fans and Chelsea fans are passionate, but it's London so big and spread out, you sort of get lost. But when I went there, I spent the no first escape, is it's, no escape, no no escape. I spent escape, the first six weeks at the Hilton in Liverpool, just had my daughter, yeah. and every time I went out for a sandwich, yeah. by the time I got to the. Um, to the end of the road. You the people like not not nasty things. Just no. wanted to you know what's going on. Good and luck, and then the Everton football. fans might give you a bit of stick yeah. and that. It'll, they all know. Everyone knows. Everyone's really, got yeah. an opinion, yeah. and I found it. Really, I found that really tough. But then I moved to Formby, just outside Liverpool, which is a lovely, yeah. lovely village. I love that. But going in the centre and the people were great. The great, they just was just so passionate, yeah. and everyone wanted a piece. I don't know if the you about car- yeah. that the
1: characters as well. Like, I just yeah. just thought of a story. There was a, there was um there was a lad who used to come to the training ground in the old days when they was allowed in the training ground. He, he was he was called Joey the burglar. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <laughs> this was his job. Right. So anyway, he comes in and he said about um some ticket he wanted some tickets for one of the big games coming up or something yeah. and, and i just said to him i think mum and dad were away i said, i went i said Joey, i said I'll, I'll have a couple of tickets for you like i said because my family's not coming up and that yeah i said what do you want to do i said do you want to come around my house and pick them up and that he went yeah i'll do that i said well let me give you my address he went no i know where you live <laughs> 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 she's brilliant like typical scouse man. Like, yeah fantastic
2: but, you know mate, they're, they are brilliant they really. are funny we had one geezer on the um as you drove into Melwood, there was a fellas, another fellas on the doors and that. And it's a great big club. Everyone sees it like this, um, you know, this, this worldwide global club. But the fellas on the doors are lads from Liverpool. And every morning, it, it, like, they it, it try and sell you something, sis, yeah. right? So, it's, it was a tough time for me up there. I was going into training, but I was like that, about eight in the morning, eight they you're getting early. Yeah. He's coming over, oh, what's he want to sell me today, right? I've gone like that. I go, oh, all right, lad, how are you doing? You know, I've got something for you. He went back into his porter cabin, got on it out. He's got a brochure. He showed me a picture of an Alsatian. He went <laughs> guard dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I went, mean, I mean, mate. Just let, listen. I can't be buying no guard dogs. It's eight thirty in the morning. Let me have my breakfast first. <laughs> but he was, just selling, he was just selling me something every. every but he's
1: morning. so passionate. Yeah, into yeah. Up there, yeah, yeah. So and Frank will be getting that now. But yeah, we wish him well.
0: We're really yeah. wishing well. Yeah. I mean, we talk about Liverpool. I, we just coming off the back of the Man City game,
1: two-two. I'm mm. sure you two watched the yeah. game. I mean, no, I, I was coming back from Brentford, West Ham. One, mm. the big game of the oh, weekend. Well, I was okay. coming. <laughs> I see the highlights, City. I will well, see the highlights. I mean, we got to speak about the game, game, game because
0: yeah, yeah. we talk about the elite players, individuals, oh. and the team. I mean, what what a
2: game for the Premier League! What a game! What a game! Yeah. What? Um, one thing that surprised me was I thought Man City were the best side, but it, how much. I felt it was Man City were in control. Yeah. I know they finished two all, and I think that's a great result so for Liverpool. A better yeah. result for Liverpool or Man I think City? it's a better result for Liverpool. Because yeah. they should have lost the game. I thought Man City controlled the game. Yeah. Pep looked like we were talking about just before the thing. Cancelo, like well, what position does he play? Because he was like doing things with the ball. He's yeah. reinvented the fullback oh, position, and really.
1: he's like unbelievable. The way
2: that they play Man City, I thought they were outstanding. I was surprised at how. Much better they was on the day. I know, but then again, that's you have to give credit to Klopp and Liverpool players to to come out of there with a draw. Yeah, oh, that's just yeah. a, a great
1: game of football. Yeah. Do
0: you think that still puts City in the driving seat? If you look at
1: the fixtures left, the mm. City have got the easier fixtures. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about that. But and there's a big but the dream is the Champions League for them. That yeah. is the that is yeah. the, you know, that's yeah. the holy grail for them because you know Liverpool won the Champions League and they yeah. for City there's massive pressure yeah. on Pe- and the players to win the Champions League and they, league and the they might get distracted with the league games. That's mm. the only thing I'm thinking. If you look at on paper, I know football's not played on paper, on paper they've got the easy running, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, and
2: then also the semi-final this weekend. They played yeah, it, well, it. And what happens when you get to this stage of the season... And these games, like the weekend, emotionally and mentally, that would take. That's like playing two games on yeah. their legs. Like yeah. you see how much the West Ham game affect that big West Ham game against yeah, Leon yeah. Yeah. affected them players, yeah. and they didn't turn up on Sunday. Yeah. You did the game Tony. Yeah. like so. Man City, I feel. I feel a slightly stronger squad as well to oh, deal yeah, with that. Like yeah, so yeah. I, so yeah. I, I think. they've got
1: tough yeah, coming up in the yeah. Was it Atletico, is it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's bring, another emotional that game. Them, though,
0: well, so. I mean, Liverpool's next game is, is against United. Yeah. So, but I mean, United, place, yeah, United they, need to step up. I mean, yeah. they've to, to shade this mm. race for against Everton. Yeah. Do you think they can bounce
1: is back? Is it at and, Liverpool?
0: At Liverpool. Uh, it's at United, I think. At
1: United, yeah. Oh, Liverpool at home. Liverpool at home. Liverpool at home, yeah. yeah. Oh, you've got fancy Liverpool, yeah. I mean, yeah. United are just all over the place at the moment. Normally, games like that, sorry, Joe, I didn't yeah, comment like that. You'd have United, you'd say, oh, that's a tough game. It's not going to be as tough a game. No. Everton at the moment, they're fighting for their lives. Liverpool got players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. it's, it's, it's some tough games. But I, I think you're right. I think the, 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 sort of the midweek European games and the semi-final at the mm. weekend will have a big influence on what goes on. Mm. alright let's give you some Coral odds.
0: United versus Liverpool. United to win and both teams to score is eight to one. Uh, the top four race. Arsenal now two to one to finish in the top four. Joe, you're back in Arsenal um, and top yeah. number one to three. Oh, he's got to stick by. To stick by, stick by him like, that's the problem with media. They can just go back and yeah. listen to episodes. Well, you've got fancy Spurs at the moment. Spurs oh, no. are oh, yeah, one yeah, to oh. three on now yeah. to finish in the, uh, in the yeah. top four. So. Um, right, Super Series. The FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea versus Palace, is the pick of the Coral Super Series this week. I'm going to ask you both uh, four questions. 12, twelve all, Sid. The score Guess. is twelve all between yeah. Joe and the guest. All right. Can right. ask you four questions about the game. Quick fire answers. Um, so, yeah, it's the first time it's actually been level pegged now because yeah. you've been leading. So it, yeah, we're at twelve all. So TC, not <laughs> <A little> sure. <pressure. laughs> right. So it's the FA Cup semi-final, Chelsea versus Palace. Who will win the match? Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay, who will score the first goal? Big game, Havertz. Big game player. Yeah. Werner.
1: Timo Werner.
0: Okay, how many corners will
2: there be? When you go first, time. Yeah. Uh, but you got this right the last yeah, few I times, times I'll did I'll I? I'll go for a few, Chelsea. I'll go eight. Eight? I'll go nine.
1: 9 and lastly how many players will be carded how many cards in the game Um, Palace do you know what if Palace do what they did against Arsenal which you'd like to think they need to do to get Mm. a result there might be a few cards so I'm going to go 5 yeah I'll go 3 Okay. All right.
0: It's on the line. So remember at home, if you want to get involved, you can do it. It's really easy. Just head over to coral.co.uk, answer the questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please, please, Gamble responsibly. Um, right, TC. That's oh. it. That's so all we've got time for,
1: mate. i been enjoying it. It's been yeah, a we pleasure. A pub now, we can just uh, pull <laughs> no, one in if you want. Okay. Yeah, um, now I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, thanks ever so much thanks, for though. coming on. Uh,
0: you what's yourself. the
1: uh, what's the next what's the next up in the plans? Uh, flying to Leon Thursday morning. Lovely game. Oh, you're nice. Good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm flying, jealous. Time flying back in after straight after the game. You're not going now Joe. No, we
2: are doing it from the studios, and I'm very very disappointed. Yeah, the bosses are listening.
1: <laughs> I went to Seville which was great you know, I loved it out there it was if. really good and you know, West Ham have got to step up yeah. and the, the problem with West Ham is we're all dreaming about the, the semi-final which is obviously either Frankfurt mm. who they played 76 semi-final yeah. many yeah. years ago or Barcelona and that's the problem with West Ham you always think in the next game yeah. the, the next game never comes as a West Ham but fan I, so.
2: I, I think if you'd have asked me the question Thursday night I'm completely neutral What's team and um, what squad of players would I want to be managing going into a second leg it would be the West Ham oh, all day long, yeah. all day long yeah. I
1: genuinely think it's not a, it, so. I didn't see anything we were both at the game yeah. last but yeah. I didn't yeah. see anything to scare me but it's all about on the day and if they if they turn up West Ham and get through then we can all look forward to the semi-final you might get yeah. a little trip out there in oh, the semi-final no I will Tone I'm not lucky you will
2: uh, 100%, that's
0: 100%. That's we the... come back from America without suntan, so yeah. you might get one of <laughs> the games there um, right remember you can find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast from you have been listening to all to play for to you by joe and coral we'll see you soon you've been listening to all to play for brought to you by joe and coral